Crowley Insurance. Hi, speak to Mike, please. Yeah, just a minute, please. This is Mike Crowley. Can I help you? Mike, this is Joey Jingola. Joey, how are you? Good. How are you doing, sir? Good. This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Jingola. Let's get into it. lot of churches. Uh, we probably have over a hundred churches. We started marketing that and trying to make that a niche probably about a year ago. And, and problem with it is you get into, you have to meet with a board of directors. They're mostly volunteers. Yeah. Then there's political stuff involved because one of the parishioners works as an insurance person. And then you get down to the bottom line and the premium is $2,500, same as an auto policy. And you're like, wow, I just did a ton of work for basically nothing. Sounds like an insurance nightmare to me. That's my buddy Mike Crowley of Crowley Insurance in East East Syracuse, New York. I don't know why it's so hard to say. Uh, Talking about a niche that didn't really go so well, and that was around churches. And man, do I just, I get so freaking excited hearing something like this. Because this is the kind of stuff that, you know, talk about quite often. And I think this is the, this is the, this is what will kill a lot of insurance careers faster than you know what, right? Uh, is, the, is the niche viable? This is the viability test right here, what Mike is talking about. Hey, guess what? Um, he's got a, you know, they're, they're, they've done a lot of churches, but um, there's a lot of politics. There's multiple decision makers. There's an entire community of people that doesn't want you to get the business because you're not from a five mile radius in which the actual building is located. And there's just the overall politics of the people that, you know, are making the decisions gross. I mean, on top of that, you know, like what Mike said, the premium's $2,500. Oh my, right? Okay, now we're getting somewhere. We've got a lot of work, multiple decision makers, not a whole lot of money. Yeah, that's those are some things that you're going to want to kind of take into consideration before you start getting too excited about a niche, because this is what happens when it goes wrong. And here's the, here's the temptation, right? This is where things can become misleading because... As you will hear Mike say, circumstances might be right, the stars possibly aligned, and you just might have something that other people don't that make it a possibility. But just because it's a possibility doesn't mean it's it's a it's a reality that you guys have to live in, right? Um, there is no moral obligation. Well, I don't know. I mean. It, you're not, you don't, just because you can doesn't mean you should. How about that? It's the best way I'm going to put it. Um, and that's something to keep in mind that I think a lot of, I, I don't know if this is old school, if this is new school, there's just this, there, there's this, this sort of gravitational pull to, hey, I've got a company that does that. So that means I just, I got to fill that bucket because I've got it. And, but what about putting that bucket on a shelf and just kind of never looking at it? 
So, so we basically said, you know what, we write them. We have a market that nobody else in a 100-mile radius has that's very competitive, and that's all they do is churches for the most part. And because of that, we're here if you need us, but that's about, <laughs> that's, that's about all we're going to do. You call us for quotes. We're not hammering marketing dollars or time out at you guys. Mike, you must be standing in a church because you're preaching a little bit, my friend. And yes, um, although, yes, hold, hold on a second. So yes, not we're not going to throw marketing dollars at it. Okay, great, beautiful first step. Time, however, um, if you're if if they do end up calling you uh, and you're not marketing, I guess I don't know how many calls Mike and them are fielding on a regular basis for churches like inbound. Just hey, we're not putting it out there, but you know if you call us, we'll do it sort of thing. I don't know what that number is, um, but you could end up killing a decent amount of time on on those quotes and knowing you know what the thresholds because all those everything that we just talked about in the very first clip there, um, all those challenges still apply. It's a probably a low premium. Um, there's a pretty good chance that even the person that's calling you is, you know, maybe not on the up and up with the other three or four people that might be calling their own insurance guy, um, that they're not going to tell you about. Um, and you know, it's, 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 it's still just, it's, it's, it's a very easy, it's, it's a very high possibility that a lot of dollars, opportunity cost dollars could be wasted in that process if you just don't quit it cold turkey now they've got a market that you know again nobody else has in a hundred mile radius so again that's tempting and if business is coming in are you going to turn down i guess the question is can you ultimately get to a place again where my buddy jeff roy might say to acquire that you know to to, to scale that right to acquire enough you know or to build enough procedures in place to to scale it to to make that more viable um, if you were to flip the switch, right, to where, you know, you've pretty much guaranteed that, you know, kind of flushed out um, most of those objections, those concerns, those issues of, of infighting and politicking and all that good stuff that, that might happen after you're 50, 60, 70 percent of the way in there already kind of feeling pot committed at that point. And then all of a sudden, uh oh, hey, there's two other three dudes that had to take a peek at this. And oh, by the way, there's some other quotes in the mix. And boy, this is not feeling like a sure thing. And you're already, you know, you're already eight, nine, 10, 20. I don't know how many hours you're into this thing, but you're already in and you're thinking, boy, this was not fun. So it's, how do you do that? How do you get to that point to where you can justify whatever the amount of time is? And I think, uh, again, if you listen to the, um, waiting isn't an option episode, it was two weeks ago, again, where Jeff and I were talking about acquiring scale. And, and th these are the sorts of things, again, with a, a niche that has gone wrong. The reason that it has gone wrong is because there isn't the ability to scale it uh, to the point where, um, yeah, you don't have enough bodies to throw at it. You can't make it profitable. Uh, and that's because there isn't a procedure, there isn't a process, there isn't a piece of technology in place to reduce um, you know, that, that, that process to increase that margin. And whether it's churches or not, I'm not saying that, you, you know, you got to do God's work here or anything, Mike. But, you know, I mean, it's just if it's a thing that you want to be involved in and the premiums are low and it's something that you've got a competitive advantage in, then maybe this is where we've, we've got to start flexing the technology arm, the technology muscle. Maybe this is where, you know, that company that is apparently guy, uh, well, whoops, spoiler, uh, Mike does mention the company. Uh, in a second here, but you know, maybe that specific company, that market that they do have, maybe they start flexing their technology muscle a little bit 
and and allow that. I don't. Maybe what does that relationship look like? We I guess we don't really ever talk about it that much, because um, you know it's it's that process. It's this process. It's the I'm spinning my wheels process that ultimately just makes you tired of feeling like you're stuck in the mud. We had a, an inn on, basically it was like a conglomerate of, and there was like 300 churches that were under this main organization. And so we put in the time, we put in the effort, we went through all of this different stuff to try and just basically wow them so that maybe they would refer the 300 churches that are underneath them to us. Thinking this would be our inn to make this really a niche. We went in with three different Crowleys that still work in the office. We went into this presentation basically showing everything that we do in, in a way, and, and here's our product, here's our pricing, here's how the coverages are so much better with the insurance carrier we use is guide one and so here's what they do and they can do for not only you but all the 300 underneath and they were like okay this is awesome they were wowed all of a sudden they call us like a week later and they're like you know and we knew they were getting other quotes we're, we're gonna go with this one because they already insure 60 percent of our 300 churches they're like they were a little bit more but we're going with it i'm thinking are you kidding me like <laughs> it could have been not the people sitting in the room with us it could have been the other people on the board of trustees or whatever they're called and i'm like wow i go that's it we're done spinning our wheels on this that was a fun story right i mean not for mike but i mean you probably enjoyed listening to it Uh, so okay Uh, here's the thing right the idea this is where we are kind of stuck in the whole scaling department mike saying all right yeah let's actually make this thing viable so i don't feel like i wasted whatever period of my life thinking that this was a thing and oh there's this conglomerate there's this group of churches that um you know hey we're in front of it you know it sounds like somebody close-ish to the top that might be able to then uh kind of refer us out and i don't even know if this was necessarily a guaranteed sale which is even more terrifying that they were just kind of there pitching for their lives um and it was just for the privilege to be the uh official provider or official insurance provider much like the official airline of insert your sports team here uh so that's yes right these are the tactics that we are currently left with right these are our best good ideas that are available is hey let's just find a group of churches and then let's let them tell other people those other churches that we exist and this is what we do and this is why we're better which is a good strategy, I think, but ultimately it needs to probably be a step further too. And, and this is where, um, again, church or no church, is, this isn't really part of the, the, the equation, but the concept is the same, right? Whatever the niche is that has gone wrong, there's usually a reason. Either it's just not viable at all or we just can't scale it. And it's that scaling of the niche that is leaving us vulnerable as a um, industry, not an insurance industry, but as an independent insurance agent industry vulnerability, that that's our vulnerability that we cannot. And that's where now maybe, maybe we don't need to write the churches. Maybe that's, maybe it goes away. I don't know, but it feels like the more that I kind I used to kind of, I was maybe a year or so ago in the camp of, eh, well, you know, let somebody else do it. But I mean, you know, listening to Mike and, and thinking, well, uh, you know, if you got a market and all we're missing is just maybe one or two pieces of technology to get them instead of being at like 5% ready when they call Mike to being at, you know, 95% ready, or dare I even, this is possibly blasphemy, a hundred percent ready or able or willing to buy, or holy cow, we're going to take it right off the edge 
maybe they just even buy it right there. I mean, yeah, that feels like something that, you know, Mike should be able to do if he wants to. It's just a matter of whose responsibility is it to actually provide that process, that experience. Um, because until we figure that out, until we reach that point, we're just going to continually say it's not worth it. And I guess I'm afraid if we say it's not worth it too many times, what's going to be left? I mean, it's it's kind of bad to say, but I mean, would I do that if the premium was a hundred thousand? Sure, but if it's two thousand or even five thousand, no, I'm not going through this hassle to try and make a couple hundred bucks or whatever the case may be. And and you know it's going to be a hassle, and you know that next year they're going to give you the same issues that like I don't like to write stuff that all of a sudden I I gotta have to have issues yearly. I always say I don't get paid until year three on some of these things. Maybe I'm back on the, uh, maybe just somebody else can do it sort of band. I don't know. It only took like, what, 15 seconds or however long that clip was. I don't, so I'm very conflicted on this. I think it can go either way. Um, yeah, obviously, you know, it would be a lot more fun if we were consistently as an industry living in the 100,000 up space, you know, whatever space. Um, you know, that would be a, a fun place to live on a regular basis. Um, again, do you, you know, does your agency have the ability to speak to those people? Are you speaking to the people that would potentially be a hundred thousand dollar premium, all of that fun stuff, but more or less this is, so let's just kind of have a quick conversation about let's, let's keep using the churches obviously, because we made it this far. Why not? Uh, you know, they're gonna be, it's gonna be a hassle, right? They're gonna come back in a year and they're gonna be like, oh, this, that, and the other. They're gonna talk about price. They're gonna talk about needs to be cheaper. They're, you know, it's just gonna be a high maintenance client. We've all, uh, whether it's commercial, whether it's personal lines, we've all got those people that are just a little bit more attention needy than others. And again, are those the ones that we let the, this isn't accurate, but the, the lemonades of the, these, these, these really, these, you know, online platform specialists, is this where we let them cut their teeth or is this what we're just, we're just really just letting them just, uh, we're just letting them right in the back door of the candy store. Is that, is that the possibility to where, you know, they're, they're going to cut their teeth on, you know, the hassles, the problem childs, the attention hungry people, of the insurance world. And then all of a sudden they're going to be, you know, pretty conditioned and going after the good ripe stuff that we've already kind of long desired and coveted. Is that a possible path? Is it going to happen today, tomorrow, next year, the following year? Probably not, you know, five, you know, 10 years. Yeah, probably. Um, and that I think is where, where do we have to, uh, where do we have to, where do we have to set up the barricade, right? The blockade, blockade, naval terms. Uh, the blockade is the circle, right? Like around the city. That's right. Yeah, I think so. Um, where do we have to do that? Right. I mean, that's obviously very extensive. Um, do we need to blockade the whole thing? Uh, just a question that I'm tossing out to you. I don't know the answer, but it's something to consider. I think no matter what, we kind of have to just look at the possibility of understanding at least, you know, well, let's, all right, let's put it this way. First of let's just step one, let's just one realize that again, the, un, the unviable niches, right? The things that um, 
are not going to really work out. They're going to, again, as I like to say, uh, help you succeed to failure. Uh, you'll put in a bunch of time, a bunch of effort, and you're going to make a couple hundred bucks, as Mike said, and it's not necessarily worth it because you will have spun some wheels in a bunch of different directions, and we don't need any of that. Uh, so that's that's kind of thing one. Thing two is, um, are we in the business of developing technology to create a better efficiency of scale in these sorts of areas to essentially maybe be able to handle them uh, in a way that might be more cost effective for our agencies and just the independentness of which we like to provide our insurance advice? Is that is that kind of step two? Maybe um, from there. Uh, can we create an experience, uh, an education process that will condition these people, these attention, you know, possibly high maintenance clients of, you know, how can we bring down the maintenance level of which they are used to operating in? Um, is that experience created with the technology and the ability to grab a little bit of scale? Or do we need to also focus on, um, you know, kind of, problem solving before the problem happens, kind of uh, being preemptive in some of that uh, to get that information out in their hands early, way before we think they need it uh, to kind of, again, quell the potential issues that might be coming around the corner because, again, they're used to, again, you know, maybe a lot of attention from the person that has the time to give it. And it's the person that is giving it because they're running a small to maybe possibly medium sized whatever agency that that not necessarily can afford to, they just aren't all that interested in growing beyond where they're at. Um, I don't know. A lot of things. My mind's kind of going. You at, you let me know. Joey at agencynation.com. A little, a little early to toss out the email. Usually wait till the end of that. But I'm just curious. It's a, it's a pretty big, heavy question. I'd be curious to know what you think on, on where all that kind of goes. But I think if we didn't grant everything, let's just first start by understanding, avoiding, and just getting out of the way of niches that go way, way wrong. All right. So it's, uh, I hate, I'm usually not one to complain about the weather because I just, I think it just, it's just not very becoming of somebody to complain about such trivial things. Anyways, uh, this just, just, let's just call this an observation. Um, so it's, it's obviously, you know, we're, we're approaching the heart of winter here in the, the uh, great Midwest, North, North, whatever part of the country Cleveland, Ohio is in. Anyways, we've been in the single digits for pretty consistently a couple weeks now. And it's just, it really gets to you at some point. But anyways, I love, uh, I love wearing gloves. I'm a big glove guy for a couple different reasons, but I hate scarves and hats. Um, mainly just because a scarf is, I feel it's way too restrictive. It, I just, I can't pull off a scarf and that... Uh, I don't know if it depresses me. I have Ryan Hanley envy. I'm not quite sure which one it is. I can't do it. Um, the hat, though, is more perplexing than anything because uh, it's just it's so impractical on, on many different levels in, in such of a business you know kind of setting. You put the hat on, you take it off, and then it's just kind of a disaster. Um, you know, it's just it, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't present a very tempted look. Uh, I'm thinking of now. This is where I kind of need your help. Uh, maybe if I can get a couple more people in on board with me, I kind of want to start like the earmuffs look. It's it's a little more keeps the ears warm. Um, you know, at least if I got a jacket warm, you know, high enough to cover the neck. I'm just dealing with the face exposure, which I can kind of handle. The earmuffs though keeps the keeps the hair in a decent position. 
Um, you know, you can, anyways. I just, I don't know if I could pull it off. I think that's even worse than a scarf. I mean, you throw a scarf and a pair of earmuffs on, you really got something going. I'm not quite sure what it is, but um, at least one thing's for sure. Uh, I, I can, you know, stick with my gloves. Um, let me know. Anybody interested in we'll do the earmuff movement? I don't know. I don't I don't think I like it, but um, I tell you what, single digits for you know any period of time, I'm really willing to do anything at this point. Uh, Joey at agencynation.com. Your favorite winter wear slash um, hated winter wear? Sure. What what can't you what can't you handle? What can you handle? I don't know. Sounds like a good time. Joey at agencynation.com. 